Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? I, I would say there's a lot going on, but the same thing's been going on for the last little bit. So <laughs> there's really nothing new to report outside of what everyone's talking about, Daryl. So. Well, you know, it is uh, it is definitely a different same day, different story. I, I don't know about you, but around our place, uh, we've been getting lots of questions. Like the most common question is, what day is it today? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I saw one, Daryl, it's like Blur's Day, right? Or something like that. <laughs> Blur's Day. Yeah, that's, good. that's good. Hey, by the way, welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. If you're new, we're glad you've joined us. You've grown, joined a growing community of sales <laughs> professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And Larry, I don't know if there's ever been... Um, a more important time to sell from the heart, to bring authenticity, to bring um, emotion, um, to lead with the heart. Uh, I don't know if there's ever been a more important time than right now. And uh, just seeing the community that's rallying around this and coming together in the Selling from the Heart Insiders group is really, really amazing. It's such a, it's, you know, as hard as things are right now, it is really in, in that is just like a bright, shiny light in the middle of all this fog and darkness. And I'm so grateful for the community that's forming. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, all the words that everyone's using is just music to my ears. It's my love language, Daryl, and you know that. But, <laughs> but what's, what's really interesting, though, is I, I always say this, it's, you know, authenticity and sincerity and bringing substance and bringing to the goods to the business table is a lifestyle. It's not a light switch. But to, to make a positive spin on this, I think the light switch has just been flipped on for a lot of people to realize, you know what? The time's now to bring authenticity, bring caring, bring compassion, and get that out on the business table. So that is just, there's a silver lining to everything that's going on. Yeah, I mean, we're walking, living through it right now. Yeah, and you know, whether whether you're somebody that has, um, you know, wholeheartedly embraced the authenticity lifestyle in your in your career as a sales professional or in your leadership of your sales team, or whether you're someone that, you know, maybe the light switch has, has come on recently and there's just kind of been this awakening to go, you know what, this is time to, to humanize the sales process. This is time... Um, to be real, to bring myself to the table. Um, if regardless of where you are, we just we welcome you to join the community. Um, you know, right now the investment in terms of um, not only encouraging each other, challenging, coaching, um, having some of the world's premier thought leaders come in and, and getting front row access. All of this is part of the Selling from the Heart community. And if you want to learn more about it, we'd, we'd love for you to join us. Just go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash Facebook, and it'll direct you to a link where you can learn more about the Selling from the Heart Insiders group and, and how you might get involved. 
Speaking of getting involved, <laughs> Larry, we've got, we've got, there's a, there's a uh, sandwich shop near me where uh, you, you, if you want everything on it, you say, I want it fully involved. Well, we're about to get fully involved with today's guest. It's going to be all the toppings and, uh, <laughs> And the jalapenos, you know, it's going to be. Hey, hey, Daryl, I think I might have eaten at that sandwich shop with you before. <laughs> you probably have. <laughs> I just remember the deli you brought me to in New York, but I totally digress. <laughs> why don't you introduce our guest and uh, let's let's dive in on this great conversation? Yeah, I'll just give you just a little backstory on how John Golden and I met, but. Uh, I was actually on John's podcast, I'm going to say probably a couple months ago. And at the end of the podcast, after we stopped recording, I said, man, you're, go- you're going to have to come on our podcast so we can continue part two of this. So we're actually going to continue part two of our conversation. But John's just a great guy. He's a wealth of information. He's the chief strategy and marketing officer for Pipeliner CRM. So we're going to dive into some really great stuff that I think is, as you, Daryl, alluded to about the humanization of sales. We're going to dive right into this. So, John Golden, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Yeah, listen, thanks, uh, both of you. I tell you, uh, it's interesting over the years, I've been compared to a lot of things, but never a sandwich before. So <laughs> for me, for the, be for the thing, yeah, well, it's a step up for me, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it's all going downhill from here, Golden, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. That's so good. John, we're so glad you joined us today. Oh. I'm really excited about our conversation about all the toppings of the sandwich but as, <laughs> as we get started uh, I'm just curious you know the question that all of our guests get uh-huh. I'm looking forward to hearing your answer too what does it mean to you to sell from the heart yeah I think it's uh, I think it's what Larry was touching on earlier I think it's the the honesty and authenticity and the trust building because at the end of the day I think if you if you strip everything aside at the end of the day what is selling really and it's it's a, it's somebody or some people helping somebody else solve a problem, bringing a solution to them, and that's the most wonderful thing you could do. And it's gotten it's gotten so much of a bad reputation over the years through popular culture and all of that. But at the end of the day, it really is about helping people. And I think if you approach it in that manner of of wanting to help people, and you're honest and, and authentic and trustworthy. Uh, the reaction that you get from from buyers is so totally different. Think about it in our own lives. When we come across a salesperson, whether it's somebody coming to do it, some work on our house or whatever it is, when somebody comes and you really feel that they care about your project, that they really understand what you're trying to do, that maybe, and here's the thing, that maybe they're not the cheapest solution, but they tell you why they're not the cheapest solution. And they say, it's fine if you go with the other people, but here's what we bring. And you just trust them and, uh, and you think, wow, that was a great experience. And I had, and I had an experience a number of years ago. Um, I ran a company called Hothwaite. Uh, I was a CEO and with spin selling, and obviously spin selling that the book written by by Neil Rackham, mm-hmm. and Neil and and in in the books, um, Neil used to say uh, the real the real test of a sales call was was would the would the prospect actually write you a check for the sales call because you created so much value in the sales call, not even for your product, but for the sales call. And I used to think, and I used to think that this was such a neat idea. And I thought, wow, that's really good. So um, fast forward, I brought Neil out of retirement one time and I brought him to one of our, our large customers at the time, a, a, um, 
a, a, a printer manufacturer who shall rename, remain nameless. Um, and they were having a problem between sales and marketing and the CEO it brought everybody in. So there's about 20 people in the room and Neil and I went to speak to them. And Neil did this wonderful facilitation and all of this. And, and I said at the end, I thought this is my opportunity because everybody was like, oh, this is fantastic. So then I said, uh, I said, can I just ask you uh, a question? And I asked the CEO, I said, would you write Neil a check for this meeting? For just for this meeting, not for anything else about the stuff for this meeting. And he stopped for a moment and he said, you know, I actually would. And, uh, and I thought, so he actually proved it. And again, um, that's a very long convoluted way of saying, no, that's awesome. but because of bringing, bringing, the re- bringing the authenticity, bring, bringing value, really being invested in trying to solve the problems of these people, uh, created that great experience. And I think that's what selling from the heart is, but it comes out of enthusiasm and honesty and authenticity. So that, that was fascinating. So as I'm, as I'm listening to what you're just saying, John, here, here's how my warped mind works. <laughs> a, based on that Neil Rackham story, mm-hmm. there might be a lot of broke salespeople for one, right? But then the flip side of that is all, everyone sitting on the other side of the desk going, you just robbed me of my time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, but that's but that's the thing is uh, is you should be asking yourself, I and mean, what what value did you bring into every single interaction, and looking at how you can you can add that value and and build on that value. But yeah, it's an it's an interesting it's it's a very interesting concept. But it was great because I got a chance to to actually challenge an idea, and of course, it turned out that he was right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's beautiful. And uh, I was, I was, that's music to my ears because I think in our world of authenticity, um, and we talk about this on the podcast a lot, is, you know, when you say the word authentic, immediately people think about the relational definition yeah. of that word. And, and that's important, don't, you know, very, very important. But the other side of that coin is the authentic value and bringing substance. And I, John, I was a part of a meeting two hours ago and I got to the end of the meeting and it was, it was a sales meeting. It was my first meeting with somebody and there was so much value in that meeting. I asked him how I could pay him. And uh, I mean, it, it was, you know, it was that and, I got, I left that, I say I hung up. I clicked end on the Zoom meeting because we don't hang up anymore. <laughs> yeah, nobody understands, nobody, nobody under the age of whatever, of like 20 understands what that means. Hey, Daryl, you could have used my name on that because you know how to spell my last name to write me that check because that was the call. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to ask a check from you and I share with you what I learned on that call. <laughs> uh, but I tell you, I tell you, Daryl, it's that much value you and I left that I mean I have so much goodwill towards this person right now and I can't wait for our next conversation and man what a litmus test would you write a check yeah but and but you also touched on something that's really important there that I just wanted to come back to and you said yeah the idea of authenticity is we're not talking about something fuzzy here right, right. we're not talking about something all fluffy about because I mean you can be wonderfully authentic and be a hundred percent useless right I mean uh-huh. it's uh, you can be uh-huh. you, you know a completely useless authentic person um, so it has to be it has to be based on you actually being being competent and able to create value and understanding 
what it is the other person really needs and trying to understand their needs and uncover their needs. So it's not just about, hey, listen, like I'm 100% authentic and honest. No, you also have to be pretty darn competent too. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, it's interesting, Larry, <laughs> we're, we're doing the authentic prospecting workshops and, and that, you know, you have to prospect from a position of authentically caring, but boy, you better bring the goods too. Yeah. You can't just show up and be a nice, you know, nice guy, nice gal, you better bring the goods. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you better have something of value to, to add to the table. And, and that's, you know, that's authentic selling. That's authentic prospecting. Well, John, I, you are, uh, it's really cool. I'm, I'm an, as Larry will say, I'm a nerd. I'm a tech <laughs> geek. I love technology and uh, you get to be, uh, you get a front row seat to innovation right now. And what's going on in the technology side of the sales enablement and CRM and all these wonderful gadgets that, that I could nerd out on for, uh, <laughs> for hours. We're not here today to nerd out on technology, but we, I am really, I'm really curious about this conversation. Um, you know, as we we're, we're talking before the show, um, you know, how, how can salespeople, in the context of what we're talking about here, selling from the heart, being authentic, how can salespeople leverage technology in that world? Because when you hear technology, um, sometimes the first reaction is, oh, well, that's a robot, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. automation. That's like at the exact opposite of homegrown, authentic. That's like mm-hmm. McDonald's versus my mom making, you know, <laughs> her famous roast beef. What, you know, so how do we, how do we leverage technology in an authentic way in this environment we're in right now? Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a number of ways. And let me just address a couple of things that you said there, right? First of all is, yes, I think, Automation, when people think automation, because there's been so much nonsense um, talked over the last, you know, months and years about AI and robots and everything's going to take over and it's going to do away with salespeople. That's all, to me, that's complete nonsense, right? Automation is actually your friend because automation, you look at how can I automate um, processes that are repetitive, that are mm-hmm. manual, that are low value, that right. and, and uh, that by automation, we re-released with our um, CRM, actually recently with Pipeline or CRM, we released something we call the automatizer. Uh, and that is very much so that you can automate processes within the CRM. So uh, you can be more efficient because at the end of the day, what we want to allow salespeople is to be focused on the high value activities, not the low value ones. Mm-hmm. And we also want them to be as, as efficient and as informed as possible. So it's to me, it's all quite the opposite. Automation is allowing you to be more focused on high value activities and to be more informed uh, about what you're doing. And I think that breeds a certain level of authenticity in itself because mm-hmm. if you're in, if you're engaging with the prospect and you're able to invest more time in understand, you know, in doing your research, invest more time in in understanding needs, understanding what's going on in their industry, that's building up a reservoir of of authenticity because you're able to speak to their needs as opposed to if you're stuck doing all these routine or manual processes and you have to suddenly then jump on a sales call and you haven't really prepared mm-hmm. for it. So I think that creates the space for preparedness. And I think if you if there's one area, I think, that screams authenticity and respect, and to me, two of them kind of go hand in hand in a way, 
it's so respectful when you get on a call and you find that the salesperson has really done their homework, has really prepared, has really mm-hmm. tried to understand, and you know has done all that prep work. Um, I think that builds a huge amount of, of credibility. So I think automation is our friend and should be looked at it. But I looked at it so, and and as and and the other part I think also is there's a lot of salespeople selling virtually for the first time, mm. or more than they have before using tools like Zoom, like we're on now, or, or other things. And I think that's a skill that they need to learn. They also need to understand, you know, switch on your webcam, like engage with people as human beings. You know, make sure you engage people in 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 the process. Like, uh, don't 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 get afraid of silence. If somebody if you if somebody if you're having a discussion and the person needs a few moments of thinking time, like don't jump in and immediately and fill the space with uh-huh. with nonsense. So there's a lot of skills like that that I think people are going to have to learn how to be able to interact virtually, but at the same time, create these, uh, create these relationships. And before, I think over the last number of years, as I said to you before we got on, people, uh, companies have heard about digital processes and they've paid a lot of lip service. And they go, oh yeah, digital process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to do that. And then they push it to the, to the side. And if ever there was a time, the time is now, because when business is good, you, you put up with a lot of inefficiencies, right? When business is good, you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, that process is broken or, you know, we got manual fixes or we throw some bodies at it, which is always the worst thing. Always hmm. Hire somebody to look after the bits that are inefficient and broken. Right. You know? right. That's always a favorite, favorite job for somebody. <laughs> yeah. They give it a nice title and recruit somebody off the street. And after about uh, two months, that person realizes they're doing all the things that uh, nobody else wanted to do or that were broken. Um, but I don't think you have a choice going forward because now is the time that you need to fix your digital processes or initiate them. And you also need visibility into the revenue part of your business right now. And how do you get visibility into that if you're not, if your CRM isn't configured properly, if it's not being used properly, if it's not supporting the salespeople out there, you're, you're flying blind. And so I think there's going to be a whole revisiting of digital processes of CRM. And I think the most important thing is for salespeople not to be afraid of this, but to embrace it and to say, okay, this is going to allow me to operate in a more efficient manner and actually bring more value to to my prospects because I'm much better informed. I'm much better organized. Yeah, I'm, I want to play off the, the um, these two words you used. You used visibility and you used value just, mm-hmm. just a few seconds ago. And I think the, over the course of the events that everyone's been put through all over the world right now, if, if we put a sales spin on this, yeah. just imagine for a second, right? Everyone who's listening and the community that's out there, just imagine how much more efficient you can be if you had visibility into all the conversations you've had in the past with your customers and your prospects and all that. And I'm a big believer in visibility and value. So imagine that window right now. What's that window look like? How visible are you enabling to really tap into what you've been putting into your CRM so you can have those valuable conversations right now? So just think about all that was pre-virus. Now think of how important that's going to be now post-virus. Yeah, and how are you going to climb out of this uh, when when things start to change? Because you're going to need that level of organization and, and prioritization. And I and I think that's where I think uh, salespeople need to become very, very, uh, I would say, 
embrace technology. Now is the time to embrace the technology and whatever whatever resistance was there in the past needs to be put aside. And to be honest, if if the if your if your if your CRM is a traditional one that doesn't really support this in a good way, I mean you need to put pressure on your on your management to to find a solution that better supports you. But I think uh, I think there is no I, I think there is no excuse any longer for fixing digital processes from automating things that don't need to, you know, that are, are just sucking up time and energy and are low value. And again, as I said, to allow salespeople to focus on on the more high value things, because uh, as I said, if you engage with somebody and you're properly prepared, you're well-informed, you're well-organized, yeah, that's the kind of salesperson I want calling me. I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting because you look at, at where we're headed and obviously, you know, as this podcast is airing and we're having this conversation, mm-hmm. we're still in the thick of, you yeah. know, the, the crisis and the craziness around that. Um, but if you, if you look forward, and I think this is really important for sales professionals and sales leaders to do right now, um, you know, to, this is, you know, in some ways to borrow a sports analogy, this is kind of the preseason. I mean, this is when we've got to be getting ready because there's going to come a time when we, we step back out into the ring. And it's not that we're not in the ring right now, but I'm just saying when, when this, you know, when, when we come out of our bunkers on this and everyone's ready to press go again, um, it's going to be really important. I think the, that we're prepared. And I think that we're going to be having conversations that are, um, different. I mean, if you think about what value you brought, you know, in the conversations that you had six months ago versus mm-hmm. the conversations that you are going to have six months from now, um, or even the conversations you had 90 days ago versus the conversations that you're going to have next week, um, things are different. And I, I think as sales professionals, um, we've got to be paying really close attention and listening to like, what are the challenges that our clients are facing now? Um, what are the outcomes that they are looking for? I guarantee you that some of them are different. And even the ones that are the same, there's a different nuance to it. And so I think this is a good time, John. Um, and I know our listeners may not want to hear this, but this is a good time as a sales rep, regardless of what your company is saying, this is a good time to refocus on CRM and refocus yeah. on making sure you un- got, you know, you're writing. If you haven't been documenting stuff, if you have been sloppy, this is not a, t- this is a time to stop being sloppy. It's a time to yeah. pay attention, take notes, um, be tuned in because like you said, I, I think this phrase you said was so powerful. One of the best ways to show respect is to come prepared. Yeah, the, and 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 just to your point, I think uh, about sloppiness and stuff is, as I said, when business is good, you can get away with a lot, right? And unfortunately, human nature being what it is, is when the times, yeah, when when things are good, you don't really feel like uh, you don't feel like doing the spring cleaning or whatever. You're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Things is things good. Right um, now, now to your point. Um, you need to go back and say, okay, I need to get really organized. Because the thing is, it's not going to be, when this is over, it's not just going to be like, oh, 
the the faucet was switched off and now it's switched back on again and everything exactly in the same amount of water is pouring out right it's it's not going to be like that their 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 priorities are going to change some businesses may put things on hold for longer some businesses may reprioritize you may gain you may lose who knows but you need to be this is a great time to go and uh, as you say look at your pipeline in in your crm and really investigate those and clean it up. I have this. Uh, I have this phrase. I call the field good funnel, is where uh, people pile lots and lots of opportunities into the early stages of their funnel, mm-hmm. and because it makes them feel good, because they say, okay, well, look we're in the middle of the pandemic right now and maybe I'm not closing anything in the later stages, but ooh, look at the early stages. In three months' time, life is going to be wonderful. And then you go fast forward three months' time and they tell you the exact same story right. because ha- because 90% of the stuff that was in the early stages was garbage and they've just re- replenished you with more garbage and they still have a low closing rate. So now is the time to go and reevaluate what's in your pipeline, clean it out, be honest with yourself. Because here's another thing, while we're talking about authenticity and honesty, it starts with yourself. How about being honest with yourself and sort of looking at your own pipeline, looking at your opportunities and really being honest about, do I really have, is this, re- is this a real opportunity? Or am I just, am I kind of filling in the blanks here because I want this to look like a really good opportunity. So I think, I think a really honest review, get into your CRM and honestly review your pipeline. Don't wait for your manager to do it, right? Don't wait no. for your, always wait for money. Do it yourself. Manage your book of business yourself. Look at your pipeline, clean it out and really set yourself up properly. Um, so that as things turn around, you can focus in the right places. But yeah. nothing, nothing like forced spring cleaning, right, John? Yeah. But um, yeah. what's just uh, Along the same line of some tips and things like that is, is can you offer, you know, so over the next 30 days, what would be two or three just quick tips you could offer people that, you know, we're, I use the word spring cleaning, right? You just mm-hmm. talked about funnel, top of funnel and all that. What are a couple easy two or three tips that you can lend our listeners that they might be able to start with? Yeah, and I think I think there's a there's a couple of very simple ones right now. Is I think number one is obviously you wherever you're selling, you need to understand the markets or the segments that you sell into. How are they being impacted right now? Because it's not a blanket impact, right? There are some industries that are actually doing better right now. I mean, look, we're we're on Zoom, right? Zoom's doing fantastic right now, and mm-hmm. um, so there are there are some industries that are doing better. So first of all, you need to understand: is the impact on your on the segments that you're selling into? How deep is that impact? And then, are there are there adjacent industries who are doing better that maybe you haven't traditionally sold into, or you've ignored a little that there's opportunities in there for you? So I think just from a market perspective, there's some things you can do to make to mitigate. Um, but I think uh, I think the other thing is is to, as we we're saying is to go through your pipeline, look at those uh, opportunities that really have a, a, a good chance of closing, and bring some other people in to help you right now is a time when i guarantee you most organizations nobody you know most people probably are maxed out on what they're doing some people have extra time now is a time to over resource and this was another thing that neil rackham used to preach that i really agree with is over resource your best opportunities mm-hmm. and i think now uh, as the situation we're in this is a great time to bring in some of your peers to review the opportunities you've had to 
give you ideas and perspectives, bring in manage, bring in senior people onto the calls, um, go grab your marketing people or whatever and say like, help me here. Let, I want to put, if I'm putting a proposal together, I want it to look the best it could possibly be. So I think give yourself every single age. So number one is focus in and figure out which are your best opportunities, right? That should be something that's pretty straightforward to do. Then over-resource them and and do it in and, and up your game. I guess that's what I'm saying is, is up yeah. your game right now and surprise, surprise your, your prospect or your customer how much effort and time and detail and, and, uh, and that you're putting into this. And, and I think give yourself a great opportunity. So up, I would say up your game. Don't, don't sit back and, and sort, of, sort of go, oh, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, there's plenty you can do. And get other people in your company involved. That's good. And, you know, it, this is such a good time to be doing that. I mean, if you think about, we were joking before the call, Larry, you know, you said that you pulled your car out of the driveway and you hadn't pulled out in eight days. And I started my car a couple of days ago and I know I heard the car go, what are you doing? You know, like, what's yeah, yeah. It? who are you? Right? <laughs> it was, it was complaint. But, you know, it, this is a time granted. Look, I know there, there are some people that you've got family with health. Yeah. And there's, sure. there's all kinds of, of things, but, but really, if you look at where we are right now, we're not commuting, you're not driving to appointments, you know, there is, there is, um, there is time and space right now, and we need to be using that time and space. And um, I think using that time and space to up your game um, is, you know, maybe the best takeaway in all of this is, is just saying, you know what? what could I do right now to up my game in terms of being more focused on my clients, taking better detail and tracking it, right? What can I do to up my game in terms of improving the experience that they have with me through the entire, you know, sales and, and client life cycle? What, you know, what are, what are those ways? And, and really, um, I mean, it is kind of a spring cleaning, right? It, this, yeah. We got to come out sharp. We we've got to emerge from this ready to go. And you know, there are some people that are going to sit on their couch and watch Netflix mm -hmm. and complain and you know, gripe that they're the you know. I, and I'm not saying it's not a hard time. It, it's tough. Yeah, of course. I don't want to make light of it, but this is a such a critical time uh, for for sales professionals to to focus. And I love what you said about just over-resource. Like, what can I do to really make sure that I'm bringing my A game? And I think it's going to... The people that do that are going to thrive. Oh, they're going to they're going to thrive. And I think a couple of other things. I mean, it's funny just on the on the spring training. Uh, it's like if you've walked around your neighborhood and gone out for your exercise over the last while, but uh, you'll see so many people cleaning out garages and all yes. that. So it's like we're it's like we're we're part of the greatest global spring clean that's ever <laughs> happened. Like at one time, I, I love the way you know people love to try and organize these. What do they call them? Um, you know, flash mobs and everything where people yes. come together and do something. Something. Well, this happened organically, uh, and it's the biggest. It's the biggest. Like I think, if you went across the world, you just see uh, thrift shops are going to be just. Oh, they're going to be exploding after this. Can't have a but, yard but, sale. <laughs> exactly. But your point is, we should be doing this in everything that we do. And the other yeah. part is not just not just at your pipeline and all that. You should also be looking at how do I how do I fill my day. What yeah. are the things that I'm doing during my day that are of low value? How can I how can I um, optimize that? Uh, am I being as focused as I could possibly be? And then the other thing, as you mentioned, 
when you have a call with somebody now, you get somebody like on the phone or Skype or on Zoom or whatever, and the, and sometimes they're at home for the first time. Uh, they may not be able to do business with you right now, but they're certainly a lot more open to a conversation. Yeah. Uh, and here's here's a great time to start asking for referrals. Yeah. Uh, whether internal in that company, like, can you refer me into this division or, or referrals external, but people are more open to those conversations. So you can, you can get those conversations into really having the, the other person think about how they could refer you or where you, they could, uh, they could help you. Cause I think people are a lot more open to that. So again, even if the person you're talking to is saying, Oh, there's nothing I can do right now. We're on a, we're on a spending freeze and all of that. And you go, Oh, well, are your, uh, how are the other divisions? in your company are they on spending freezes too and at least you can yeah. you can get maybe referrals into them for the future or or other people so there's lots of things you can do right now there's lots of opportunities if you're willing to spot them i'm going to add one last spring cleaning thing as we get ready <laughs> and that i'm just having a flashback so um i my first year in sales was 1993 and so the crm when i started was a shoebox with three ah. by five cards and uh, by the way, just point of order, I did that for about a month and I was like, this is ridiculous. I drove over to Office Depot, bought my first laptop and, a, and uh, yeah. it was an ACT disc. And I, I was like, I'm doing CRM because I wanted to be organized. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, I just remember my sales manager um, who I, he, I'll give a shout out to Tony because I saw you on LinkedIn today pinging mm-hmm. on my stuff. Uh, but yeah, my first sales manager, we'd get you know the pipeline back then and get thin and he'd be like, I remember him walking to a sales meeting, grabbing a guy's card box and dumping it on the floor and going, sort it out. And, but you know, it, the exercise, even though I was like, what are you doing? Uh, the exercise was good because you had to go back through all your contacts mm-hmm. and really reevaluate. I think part of the spring cleaning right now in, you know, would be a really good idea to just as sales professional, whether your manager requires it or not, do it go back through your CRM, you know, maybe a letter a day or ABCD something and just get rid of the crap. And you'll also along the way be reminded of, Oh, I hadn't talked to, you know, Bob Adams in six months, you know, and pick up the phone and call him, Um, you know, do dump the card to use the analogy, dump the card box on the floor and begin back through kind of doing dusting off your, your yeah. contacts. And like you said, just make the technology make the technology work for you, and stop yeah. looking at it as this as this something that's imposed upon you. Because guess what? I mean, you're not humanly capable of keeping all this information in your head, right? No. And, <laughs> and even if you have it, you say no, but I have it written down over here, and then I have a document <laughs> over there, and you say yeah, but we're we're so we're moving so fast, and we're so distracted right now that you really are fooling yourself if you think you can manage without this you've got to get you've got to get yourself organized get the information make life easy for yourself why are you making life hard for yourself yeah man what a what a fantastic conversation today and john it's it's been a pleasure getting to know you and and i think these are you know these this as tough as this time is Mm -hmm. don't want to diminish that and as mind-numbing as you know staying at home all the time is and and all that this you know, I think it's a great idea to really invest this time in, mm-hmm. in becoming prepared um, for for what's ahead. And you've given us some great mm-hmm. insight. Any last just, final parting words? 
Yeah, I would just say if you're one of those people who've done, you know, go down, look at your garage and see how great it makes you feel now as everything is organized and cleaning, you're like, this is wonderful. And then just take that feeling, take that feeling back and say, wouldn't it be great if I went onto my desktop now and my CRM was like that and all my work was like that too. And just take that and realize that getting organized is your friend. Oh man. Hey, so, hey, so what so one last thing, right? <laughs> and if you don't have a garage, right? Yeah. Right. Go to your digital yeah. garage and clean your digital garage up. How do you like that exactly. one, Daryl? Exactly. Garage. Man, I just I have this burning desire now to uh, end this meeting and go straighten things up. <laughs> exactly, and 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 I just and I just say in parting that there is um, I've lived in the states twenty two years. I was originally from Ireland. There is a few words that I refuse I refuse to pronounce the American way, and garage is one of them. Because if I if I was to pronounce it as as garage, I sound like I'm trying to like be an aristocrat or something. Oh, that's I'd get, so funny. I'd get, I get slapped around back home. So uh, so there's a couple of words that I refuse. Garage is one of them. And my family, my wife is American. My son, like they, they make yes. fun of me all the time. Oh man, that's that's hilarious. I love it. Well, hey, I, um, I am so excited about all this. What a great conversation. John, thank you so much for yeah, you all pleasure. you're doing. Um, and uh, I'm just, uh, it's, this has been so helpful today. Um, Larry, this is a great time. And I just want to say to everybody, um, our hearts are with you. This is a time to, to reach out, reach out to me, Larry. We love hearing from you. Um, you know, share the podcast. I think it can be a great beacon of hope um, to a lot of people. Thank you to everyone who's chimed in on the beacon of hope webinar. And uh, I just, I just want to say uh, on from bottom of my heart and Larry, I know you wholeheartedly agree. We, you know, we love you. We love everyone out there and we appreciate it. Yeah, I would, um, I would concur. It's just, I know it's tough out there. Things will get better. But as I always, I always allude to all the time, Daryl, it's sincerity, substance, and heart's going to set the sales profession apart. And just really, I would say, just buckle down, write the word sincerity, write the word substance, and write the word heart down on a sheet of paper and then think about it and think about how you can integrate that into what you do moving forward. Yeah, that's so good. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, John. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, till next week. Keep being genuine. Keep being authentic. Add real value. Figure out how you can leverage technology right now. But most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.